Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. Oh, he's a liar and a coward. Look, he's never filed a lawsuit in his life. He's never actually practiced law. Wall Street Willie's a rich kid from New York who's ridden on his parents' wealth. He's never actually been to court. So what the heck does he know? He doesn't know what he's talking about. He needs to go back to New York with his Harvard education and maybe try practicing real law before he starts calling out other attorneys. Wow, that was the Attorney General Andrew Bailey on this show on Friday talking about Will Scharf, his his opponent in the race for Attorney General. And we have Will in studio this morning. Will, welcome in. Great to be with you, Mark. Thanks so much for having me. Ab- absolutely. What What is your reaction to what to the Attorney General said about you there? Yeah, so just to back up a second, last week on <clears throat> Twitter, I pointed out that Andrew Bailey and his office had flubbed two very important appeals against Planned Parenthood. In one case, they just failed to appeal half of a case. The Missouri Supreme Court, as a result, uh, struck down a legislative effort to defund Planned Parenthood, basically because Bailey's team didn't appeal the case properly. And then in another case, uh, there was a fee award entered against the state uh, for Planned Parenthood, and Bailey's team just missed the statutory deadline to appeal that, and that resulted in $300,000 going to Planned Parenthood that otherwise might not have. So I just pointed that out, and in response, you heard what Bailey said. He attacked me personally. He attacked my family. He called me names. Uh, It's unserious. It's important to note that he didn't deny anything that I said. He didn't deny that his office had screwed up these two appeals because he can't do that because they did. And then he said that I've never been to court, which would be a surprise to dozens of people sitting in federal prison today because I prosecuted them. It would also be a surprise to President Donald Trump, who I sat next to in court just a few weeks ago in Washington, D.C. So Bailey's flailing. His poll numbers are in the tank. His office is in disarray. And he's lashing out at me personally as a result. But I have faith that the voters of Missouri are going to be able to see through that, that they know what an effective attorney general's office looks like, having seen it under Eric Schmidt and Josh Hawley. And we're going to keep pointing out all of the various failures of the Bailey administration. Just last week at the U.S. Supreme Court, they had a a petition for certiorari denied unanimously. They had a motion to intervene denied in a different case. I mean, this is an office that has a highly effective press operation, but a much less effective legal operation. And I think by August, the voters of Missouri are going to understand that very well. Yeah. You know, uh, speaking of which, I did follow up with the attorney general on on that question on the Planned Parenthood case. I do want to play that answer real quick and then I'll let I'll let you to respond to that as well. Hang on. Was there was there an awards judgment against Planned Parenthood? 
there's been a lot of judgments. Look, we've had we've had lots of litigation against Planned Parenthood in the past several years, and that, a lot of that litigation is ongoing. And I'm here to tell you, there's going to be more litigation coming next week. That no, I, I when I listen back to it, I, he didn't specifically address your allegation about the, the the ball being dropped in that case. Yeah, there were two cases where their office just blatantly dropped the ball. The Missouri Supreme Court called them out for it in a published opinion. And he doesn't have an answer for it because there is no answer. It's an inexcusable legal mistake. It's something a kid fresh out of law school would understand. You can't blow a statutory deadline. You have to appeal a case in its entirety if you want to take it up on appeal. Andrew Bailey is sort of attacking me personally, attacking my family, calling me funny names because he can't defend his record on these issues. And I think that's just shameful. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I know you're saying that he dropped the ball as it relates to this Planned Parenthood case. One of the things I've been talking about this morning is how he's sending these cease and desist letters to three school districts now with um, St. Louis County. And I know he sent one to Wentzville schools. Yeah. I mean, what, what do you make of all of that? The, the Bailey administration is very good at sending letters and much worse at following up. When you look at what Eric Schmidt did to schools, he was suing school districts all over the state. He was hyper aggressive in the courts. So far, Bailey's only sued a single school in the entire state of Missouri in his over a year in office, and that was over a blatant open meetings violation out in St. Charles County. So again, it's a question of words versus action, and I think, again, we've seen a highly effective press operation from the Bailey administration, but a much less effective legal operation. And we'll see how things play out in the coming months. Yeah, I was going to, I mean, in, in the case she's talking about here, I think Lindbergh, a couple other districts have been mentioned this morning where, where the, the accusation is they've got programs in place that are effectively quota uh, programs, and, and he's calling them out for violating the law. Would you go after those districts? Yeah, 100%. I think that's great. It's worth noting that just a, a month or two after he took office, in public comments, Andrew Bailey said he wasn't interested in investigating school districts. He said publicly, I'm not going to sunshine school districts. I'm not going to use the investigative powers of the attorney general's office to look at these very serious issues we have in education here in Missouri. Now he's in a tough Republican primary. We're closing in on him in the polls, and suddenly he feels compelled to take action. I think that's a great positive effect of the primary campaign that we've been waging against him. We've been forcing him to get more aggressive on a, on a large number of issues that are really important to conservatives. So I kind of take credit for that, and I'm, I'm glad he's doing it. What do you think is the biggest issue facing Missouri right now? 
the biggest issue facing Missouri right now, I think, is a totally incompetent government in Jefferson City that's consistently failed to yield conservative results for the people who put them there, for the Republican voters of this state. I mean, we have super majorities in the legislature. Every statewide office holder is a Republican. But this state doesn't look like Florida. It doesn't look like Texas. It doesn't even look like Arkansas. There's no concerted agenda. There's no sense of urgency. Uh, there's no plan for the future. That's really what compelled me to run. That's what got me into this race in the first place. Just total dissatisfaction with the Jefferson City establishment that my opponent, I believe, represents uh, it, just in every respect. I mean, this is a state that has a proud history. It's a state full of wonderful people that's been terribly served by its political class for far too long. Wow. Will Scharf, our guest in studio, candidate for Missouri Attorney General. T- tell me a little bit more about your role on the Trump legal team. Yes. Yeah, so we're the uh, the appellate team for President Trump. Uh, we've represented him in Washington, D.C. We've uh, taken that uh, the, the D.C. criminal prosecution of him up to the appellate courts on presidential immunity issues. We've also appealed a number of gag orders for him. We were involved in the Colorado ballot access case. Uh, we're going to be involved in the, the Carroll appeal. That's the E. Jean Carroll defamation case in New York going forward. We're also involved in the civil judgment that Letitia James, the radical leftist AG of New York, uh, got against President Trump for hundreds of millions of dollars just a couple weeks ago. Uh, we're involved in in the full scope of Trump litigation right now. It's been a, a hectic process. It's been a, a difficult process. Uh, but we're we're racking up wins for him, and we feel really good about what the next couple weeks are going to bring. We're expecting a judgment any day now from the Supreme Court on that Colorado ballot access case. Likewise, we have a stay application into them on presidential immunity. Uh, we're litigating all over the country, and, and we're, we're doing our best to make sure that President Trump has a fair opportunity to run for president uh, without this campaign of election interference being waged against him by the Biden administration, uh, having the sorts of effects that I think the Biden people are hoping it will have. Yeah, you know, I was watching the coverage of the of the Letitia James case, and I, apparently on her website or in person, they're daily updating the amount of interest that's being charged daily on this ridiculous amount of money that, that they find him for. Um, how real is that um, in terms of a threat to President Trump's uh, finances? Look, Tish James ran for office on the platform that she was going to sue Trump, that she was going to go after his businesses and that she was going to go after his money. She said that on the campaign trail over and over and over again. Then she got into office and aided by a former top Biden DOJ official uh, named Matthew Colangelo, who was with her office previously. Uh, they brought this lawsuit. They kept it in a courtroom uh, in front of this judge, Arthur and Goron, who should have never heard it. This should have been in the New York commercial division from the start. There were any number of evidentiary issues during that trial. There were any number of uh, just bad legal decisions that the judge made there. We're going to take that case up on appeal, and we think we have very strong grounds for appeal there. Tish James is continuing to campaign. She's using this legal effort that she's launched uh, to buttress her political future. And, you know, as a prosecutor, I was trained that, uh, you know, the cases you bring are never supposed to be political. They're never even supposed to appear political. And the New York AG's office with what they've done here, it's just the the absolute opposite. This is probably the first fraud case in American history, supposed fraud case in American history, where the allegedly defrauded parties have testified on behalf of the defendant. All the banks that President Trump was doing business with, the insurance companies, everybody involved in those transactions basically testified that these were good loans. They were paid on time. Right. You know, they, they were happy with President Trump as a, as a counterparty, as a client. 
uh, and that they would do business with him again. So the, the idea that there was any fraud here, much less a fraud of hundreds of millions of dollars, is just absurd on its face. And we're looking forward to taking that case up on appeal. Do, do you think, obviously, you have a relationship then with President Trump? Do you think he'll endorse in this race? Uh, has he? Look, he I has think it, right? Every Republican candidate in the country would love to have President Trump's endorsement. Uh, we're obviously hoping that he'll endorse us. Uh, but at the end of the day, I'm just proud to be part of the legal effort uh, that that's defending him right now. I think it's really important uh, that we don't allow these efforts at election interference uh, to go forward and that we fight back against the Biden administration and their weaponization of of the courts, their weaponization of law enforcement, their weaponization of the Department of Justice to pursue their political opponents. It's completely un-American and it's got to stop. Will, great having you in studio. Where can people go to find out more about your campaign? Uh, you can find us online at votesharf.com and you can find me on social media, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Truth Social, at Will Sharf. Excellent. Thanks for coming in. Thanks a lot for yeah, having me. You bet. Good, good, to, good to meet you in person, finally. Appreciate that. <laughs> Get more at 971talk.com. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.